Major League Soccer star Griffin Dorsey joins us here in the Freak Nation. Uh, so many things that we could talk to you about. Your season's winding down. You're not ending up where you would like to, of course. But again, this is your first big boy season with the Dynamo. Uh, you're originally from Colorado, and I see that. I don't know if you had a chance to play against Colorado. And did you make your debut in July with the Dynamo? Is that right? I want to say that's right. Yeah. Right. So you didn't. You, you didn't play. Point all blur together. Yeah. yeah. From leaving Toronto to coming to Houston, it, it all at this point is blurring together. So you didn't have a chance to compete against the Rapids in that May match where they took down the Dynamo. I believe you were there for the August match. You've got another Colorado Rapids match coming up. Is it tough to not like your own state's soccer team? I want to be honest. I mean, I was in Toronto, so I know what it's right. like to not like other teams, especially Colorado. And um, it doesn't really change here. You know, being a, an ex-season ticket holder for the Rapids, it's uh, it's definitely a little weird not to be cheering for them. But when we go head to head, it's definitely not friendly. Well, Crasher, before we get into your who's your love, I've, I've got to get into this because we, we've, we've had numerous Dynamo players and uh, FC Dallas players here in the Freak Nation. And I am from Dallas. And anything south of Dallas, we just didn't like, including Houston. Has it been uh, beaten into your head that anything anything north of Houston, Austin, Dallas, you just don't like, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. One of my first – one of my first uh... – one of my initial first games, I want to say one of my first five games was in Austin, and you could just tell the heat um, between those fans, the Houston fans, the environment in general is is, is not very friendly. Um, like any rivalry, though. But the thing is, do you are you a player that that thrives off of the enemy's fans, your your rivals' fans, or do you want your home? I mean, you always want your home field to be loud and crazy, but do you kind of get more geeked up when it's the enemy fans that are yelling smack at you? I think it's a little bit of both. As a player, I think it gives you energy when you got your fans backing you, and I think it also gives you energy when you got fans in your ear talking talking the way they want to talk to you. So it's definitely a little bit of both. And then how do you channel that to focus on the pitch? I mean, let's say things aren't going your way, and you've got to channel that energy into making something positive happen on the pitch. How do you do that? Or how have you learned to do that over the years? You know, I think it even started in Indiana. I mean, the rivalry between Indiana and Maryland, for example, in the Big Ten and soccer is, is massive. And when we would go to Maryland, it's it's not like it was a friendly environment to play in. And I think as a player, you just learn to adapt to either silencing it out or some players decide to let it in and just let it fire them up. I think for me, it's about letting it in and just embracing the entire moment and 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 letting it fire me up. That's tough for me to understand because being again being in a relationship with someone from Indiana, I don't think of Maryland. I think of hold on, her- hold on. Do you want to clarify <laughs> that not only do we work together, but we're married? Yeah, look at Griff is going. What the hell <laughs> yeah, did I like, just walk is- into, man? <laughs> 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 yeah, we've uh, it's it doesn't happen every day, Griffin, where you have two co-hosts that are married together. Well, married uh, together as well. But yeah. uh, okay, let me take a step back <laughs> because again, I'm from Dallas. I'm a UT fan, so needless to say, if you're from Oklahoma, you stink, you suck. Uh, and I would, and I understand it's the same thing when it comes to IU. Anything Purdue, you suck. So when I hear Maryland is, I, granted, I don't Maryland's got a badass team, but still. Do you have any hatred for Purdue, bud? 
I mean, obviously you got to have hatred for Purdue, but the fact that they don't have a men's soccer team and playing <laughs> men's soccer kind of makes it makes it a little bit different. I mean, when it comes to basketball and football, yeah, we hate Purdue, but when it comes to soccer, I mean, the, the rivalry really isn't there because there's no team in Purdue. You know, hold on though. You just touched on something. I'm I'm still shocked that they don't have a team still. I graduated a long time ago. I graduated in 94 from IU, but it just blows my mind that with how soccer has grown, I think, leaps and bounds over the last couple of decades in the United States, how some D1 colleges still don't have teams. Do we need to change that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's no doubt that that needs to change. I think you're starting to see it change. And even the way the MLS is growing in the U.S. is just showing that soccer is becoming more and more popular throughout the country. And, you know, college is, is just another aspect where that, that can piggyback off of. And then also with how soccer has grown, these clubs, these leagues have been the way that you guys have, well, again, everybody's story is different, mm -hmm. but it seems like some of these club teams are how people are getting their way into the MLS ranks. College is another route. Is there a little bit of a splintering in the feeder system of soccer because of all these different ways to get to the big leagues? Yeah, I mean, I think it's difficult, and especially as a young American kid, you know, trying to make it in the MLS, you see the MLS growing. And, you know, sometimes some clubs value it more to go to South Central or South America and find a, a player, a young player, instead of, of looking in the U.S. ranks. Um, which also makes it difficult. I think, you know, there's definitely a few things that make it really difficult, but the growth in the league is definitely, is definitely hard. Griffin, you were talking about the growth of soccer in Canada. When you think of Toronto, Toronto FC, you played for before. You think of Toronto, you think of the Maple Leafs, the hockey team. What was the growth of soccer in Canada compared to what we're told is Canada's first love, hockey? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the hockey culture there is almost like the NFL culture here. I mean, it's it's live, breathe, die, Maple Leafs, and everybody is the same way. And I think even with the Raptors winning their their uh, their title while I was up there as well, made basketball a very big sport. But I think that soccer rivals right there in the in the third spot, right underneath basketball and hockey. We saw the success of the women's national team who won the gold medal in the Olympics, that probably helped with the growth of soccer in Canada. But what the freaks and the freak nation really wants to know is trash talking. Would you talk any trash with maybe your top rival in the MLS? Maybe it's Austin now. Do you talk any trash when you get on the pitch and you're in the heat of the game? You know, I think <clears throat> right now I'm trying to still get my footing a little bit in the league. You know, I've, I've had... I think 15 to 17 games played. So I'm still, you know, working my way into the league. I don't think too much about trash talk, but I can tell you that here and there, it definitely comes out. But after the games, you know, I'm a very friendly person. <laughs> very friendly. Griffin Dorsey joining us here in the Freak Nation from Houston Dynamo. The dirtiest team that you've played against so far in Major League Soccer is? I got to go Real Salt Lake. Ooh. That's yeah. the last team I would think. All, all those nice folks up there in Utah, <laughs> oh, buddy. Nice. It's a farce. <laughs> really? Sit, tell us why. They've got a couple midfielders that can get pretty nasty and, you know, definitely not. You don't want to poke and prod too much with their midfielders. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, who was just mic'd up recently? It was in motorsports, actually, where I saw somebody mic'd up and it was just absolutely hysterical. Of course, some trash talk was going on as well. Mm -hmm. Is that something that maybe it's it's different with MLS, especially with no commercial breaks and needing to adjust the microphones on the fly? But is that something that MLS maybe should look at in the future is micing people up to really get the flavor of what's going on with you guys out on the pitch? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that could be a possibility down the line. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting question. I, I definitely believe that that could help spark some more some more interest in the league. Because I feel like there's more ridiculous banter that goes on between you guys than there is on an NFL field. I, there's just, you guys are constantly gnawing at each other, whereas in the NFL, it's, you have a play and then it's done. And then you oh, have a play and then it's done. come on. They, Crasher, they'd eat each other's faces if they could. Well, yeah, but the helmets are in the way. I mean, let's just, let's give MLS credit where credit's due. I mean, right. they've got the best talking game in the business. Wow, I respect that. Holy smokes. <laughs> and I want to see it on TV. Hey, Griffin, uh, do you have a girlfriend? I do. Can she decorate your house a little better? Oh, come on. I mean, you have nothing. You have a mirror behind you and a I white have, wall, bro. A, a nice plant. Ah, it's okay. A there's some pictures on the wall and a plant. <laughs> oh, I've got it all set up. Look, I got all my cards <gasps> right here. Oh, oh it's <laughs> over, man. There it is. Wow. Why don't you yes. use, use the guitars as your backdrop, bro? Come on. I can do that. Those are we'll badass. Switch. Yeah, let's take a look. <laughs> Give us stories. How did you get those and, and why? And yeah, ooh, whoa. Gorgeous. No, I decided this one I got in uh, the red one I got in Toronto, the gold one I got in Colorado, and then this was my first guitar. Oh, that a boy. Looks yeah. familiar. Yeah, you do have a girlfriend. You have a pumpkin by the TV. Women just like putting pumpkins around <laughs> the apartment. I got pumpkins everywhere. I know. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's fall. It's pumpkin spice everything. Stop it with your hatred for the pumpkin. But come on, Griffin. You didn't roll out to freaking uh, Safeway or I don't know what the hell the stores is, uh, H-E-B, and go, hey, babe, let's get a white pumpkin and put it to the lower right of the TV, right? I'm, I'm counting right now. I got one, two, three, four, five, five pumpkins in my living room to dining room area. I can promise you. They weren't my purchases. <laughs> <laughs> but well done to the girlfriend. All right. If I was to walk in on you, Dorsey, Griffith Dorsey with uh, Dynamo joining us here in the free, if I was to walk in on you with your guitar uh, and you could play any kind of music, what would you be playing on one of those snappy guitars behind you? I mean, if I could play any? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going John Mayer. Whoa. Ooh. I mean, that's like top class years and years of practice. I still got a long way to go before I can play some of his stuff, but definitely John Mayer. Is that how you got your girlfriend? You started playing some John Mayer for her? That's, that, that, <laughs> That'll work. That dude can get women lit up all over the place, man. <laughs> um, I'm more of like a classic rock. I listen to a lot of my dad's music. Um, which is okay. kind of funny. <laughs> which is give me a couple. That's of more up your alley, Kenny. Your yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, I mean, like you know, the Who, the Eagles, yeah. Rolling Stones. Those are my type of bands. I, I'm not much of a millennial music enthusiast. <laughs> 
That to me, though, and yes, I'm biased. That is Bloomington music. That is Bloomington, Indiana Hoosier music right there. I so tell you right now that the, a big reason I listen to it too is my Bloomington native friend uh, on the soccer team um, was one who introduced me to a lot of it. Boom! There you go. All right. Well, let's 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 say this then, Griffin. Griffin Dorsey, Houston Dynamo, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Sold out. It's uh, what is it? NRG Stadium. I think where, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where where the Texans play. Sold out in a NRG Stadium, and you get to fill in for Pete Townsend or let's say uh, Joe Walsh of the Eagles. What chords are you going to rip? What band are you going to join? To uh, and you've practiced and you are perfect yeah, yeah, at it. Yeah. <laughs> God, I mean that's a hard one. Wow, <laughs> stumped. I mean, like, Rocky Mountain Way is Joe Walsh, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a Colorado guy, Rocky Mountain Way is, like, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I would That's have to go pick. with that. And we would, we would be – we're also – also love us some motorsports. Please tell me that uh, the time you spent in Indiana, you did get a chance to see an Indianapolis 500. It's only two years. No. What? I was in, I mean, I was at IU for a year and a half. It wasn't like I was there for four years. Uh, (laughs) Hello, Super Draft. uh, No, the the closest I got to racing was the um, the little five. (laughs) That's bike race. Good enough, though. Good enough. And see, that's another movie you need to watch, Richie, by the way, Breaking Away, all about the little 500. Yes, we will school you later on. (laughs) That's badass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but little 500. Yes, that, that's Bloomington tradition. Perfect. That's all he needs right now. It's, as soon as he scores more goals, he'll get invited to the 500 as a Houston Dynamo VIP guest. Mm-hmm. It'll be all good. Well, buddy, uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, good luck to you for the for next year. Hopefully Dynamo will be contending for that championship. Uh, we know that um, you'd much rather be in a better position than you are at this point. But, man, okay. thanks for doing this. Hopefully that uh, those pumpkins don't stick around too damn long. Come November 1st, well, okay, no, they'll stick around for they'll Thanksgiving. Around. Yeah. Right. They don't turn into fir trees or pine trees until after yeah. Thanksgiving. Exactly. Or little Santa Clauses. It's badass. Hey, Griffin, <laughs> man, thanks for doing this, bud. Yeah, thank you guys for having me.